0: Clarity really became, I guess, really solid for me as an issue, I'm going to call it an issue, Mm. uh, for practitioners, when I started the actual one-on-one coaching with practitioners. So, you know, one of the first things you do when you go see a coach is they ask you, where do you want to be? What do you want? What's in the future for you? So you identify where you are now and where you want to go, where you want to be. And that where you want to be, where do you want to be in 12 months is a really, really hard question for a lot of people to answer.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening, friends. Life has so much to offer. That's my guest Angela Carroll's philosophy. Now, Angela is a qualified naturopath, acupuncturist, natural fertility management counselor, certified experience coach, educator, mentor, writer, podcaster, event, and training developer. Yep, she's a really big deal. Now, Angela has been working in the natural medicine industry for nearly three decades. She's run her own successful practice. And get this over the past 16 years, She's educated over 16, no, over 10,000. I'm making stuff up now. Over 10,000 practitioners. And today we're going to be talking all about the importance and the power of clarity. Angela, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: I've been excited about our chat today. We, um, I was lucky enough to come on your podcast a couple of months ago and then I wanted to reach out. And when we were talking about chatting about clarity today, I was very excited about that because I'm very passionate about this concept. It's the idea, it's very hard to hit a target when you don't know where that target is. But before we get into all of that stuff, can you
0: give our mm-hmm. listeners
1: a little bit of your background story? What brings you to this place and time?
0: Yeah, sure. So uh, I was having a midlife crisis, <laughs> probably I was about 26. Um, Early. Thought it was nice. <laughs> get it up early. Uh, I was living um, in Japan. I was like, I did uh, 10 years corporate. I'd done corporate traineeships and studied business and I I didn't want any more of that. So I um, had a bit of an epiphany to uh, become a naturopath. So I came back from Tokyo to Australia and started studying back in the early 90s, actually, and uh, essentially have worked in the industry since as an acupuncturist, naturopath, and I had my own business for about 10 years Mm. working for myself. And uh, that was a clinic here in Brisbane, which I really loved, really, really loved. And I used to go to the Metagenics seminars. Uh, Metagenics, if you don't know, is a really big company it's Australia's leading education and and supplement company it's international now so we have got it in America and Europe and anyway so I used to go to these seminars and they were like a big deal they were four or five hour seminars and they used to sit there looking at the <laughs> looking at the presenter in awe and think oh my god I want to be like them one day I want to be like that one day I was so inspired. And uh, so one time they approached me and said, You know, would you like to work for us? And I went, No, nah. I'm happy in my clinic. I love what I do. And they kept pestering. And then um, I said, Okay, as long as I can become a presenter with you. They said, Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, 16 years later, um, I'm still with Metagenics. I'm still presenting seminars and education events. But one of the uh, big things that I really found early on is speaking to practitioners and talking to practitioners is that they're great with the clinical stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they can be great clinicians, they know their stuff, they know what they're doing. But the business of running a business was completely just the basics weren't even there. Because we don't get we don't get educated and I really don't think that the majority of practitioners start studying. I don't think this would be in any modality, mm. start studying thinking that they're going to be a business person. It's really Mm. not until you get to your final years and you suddenly go, oh, (laughs) I need to actually have another skill set here. Mm. So then I started uh, trying to fill that gap. Uh, I actually started helping practitioners, mentoring, putting together courses and training courses. And uh, I built a training course known as best practice. And that's been running for seven years now, I think, seven or eight years, 2011 we started that. Nine years. Um, And so, yeah, that, that worked really well. And off the bat of that, you know, just really building these relationships with practitioners and going to the clinics and seeing what they do. And, and it's just, it's just kept building and building and building. And now my really strong passion is just helping practitioners to be more successful at what they do Mm. on the business side of things. And it's, it's really fulfilling and you're doing a similar thing. So Mm. it's, it's a really fulfilling aspect to be coaching and mentoring and training and and putting together, you know, tailored material for practitioners so that they can relax a little bit and do what they love doing, which is getting people well.
1: Mm. I, I I wonder, I kind of felt like as I was going through getting my chiropractic degree that um, I almost had anti-business training. Um, So we had none, but there was this kind of conversation that went on amongst us. And I'm not quite sure how it permeated through because the idea was kind of this, look, if you're just really good at what you do and you help people get well, that's all you need to do. Like, it's really only those practitioners that are lousy at what they do. They're the kind of shysters that are, you know, sending out mail drops or in our case, you know, advertising on social media. And so somehow I took that on board. And so I had... This inside of me, this belief system that, and that's what took me so long to kind of work through it. So not only are we given no marketing training and that kind of, when I tell that story, it's so similar. What do you think that's about?
0: Why do we get no marketing training at college? Why do you or? think that so
1: many of us, is it a, is it a health thing that, because I often wonder that this kind of idea that, because what we're selling and if we use that word inverted commas kind of selling is, is health, why is it that so many of us tend to have a little bit of an icky feeling in around that? And why do we just grab a hold of this concept of, look, just be good at what you do and that's all you'll need to do to build an epic practice?
0: Yeah, and uh, first of all, I want to say that, no, it's not all we need to do. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Find, you know, people have got to find you. So why, I think there's two reasons, two reasons why. I think the first reason is, is that we've been brought up with that. Um, the the stigma that goes with the door to door salesman, the, uh, the the sleazy car salesman, secondhand second hand car salesman, that that feeling are being sold to is is not a nice feeling on the receiving end of it, mm. and you don't want to be that person, you know, you mm. don't want to be that person, and there's also this whole thing you, wherever you look, you hear, mm. my God, being sales so, so hard, so who wants to do something that's hard work, you know. Mm. Some of us do, but, you know, if it's something that we're not comfortable with, it's not going to gel. The other thing, too, I think that is the concept of marketing is buy from me. Yep. I've got something that I want to sell you. Yep. And I coming from it from the wrong, wrong perspective. It's, it's, I've got something that will benefit you. You know, your life is, your life could be so much better. I can see a bigger vision for you. I can see a better way for you to be. And I want to show you how you can get that. Yeah. And I remember reading years ago, a quote that sales is the transfer of enthusiasm and I've always stuck with it. You know, if you, you're enthusiastic about what you do, you believe what you do, you love what you do. um and, and, Look, let's face it, you know, someone walks into your practice, no matter what kind of practice you've got, if you're excited, if you're enthusiastic, if you love what you do, people are going to, to buy what you've got. Mm. Health, treatments, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Um, and philosophy. Yeah. Mm.
1: I, I wonder also, I've been thinking about a lot this recently, because as you mentioned before, we've all experienced really bad marketing and whether it be the door-to-door salesperson, the interrupting phone call at dinner, that kind of stuff, the two. But here's the thing, and I want our listeners to really get this, is that you are being marketed to all the time, but good marketing is invisible. Like it's totally invisible. So, you know, I watched yesterday, I went and bought a coat for my wife from Lululemon and lines of people because of COVID and stuff like that out the door. And they have such a beautiful marketing system, but we're to- it's totally invisible. We don't see it because they do such a great job of it. And I want to, you know, we'll talk, I want to jump into this concept of clarity, but I just want to kind of double tap on the idea that great marketing should never, it, it, it shouldn't be pushy. It shouldn't be sleazy. And, my experience is, is that I, I get people thanking me for my marketing. I have a bit of a chuckle about it sometimes, but really that's the sign of great marketing. You know, when you create a great video for people and, you know, move them along their journey towards the outcome that they're looking for. So um, clarity, what is it? Mm. Why it's important. And because and, when we're talking about this a little bit beforehand, you were saying that, You know, it's one of the challenges of the practitioners that you coach of them not knowing really what they want and then the problems leading from there. So can you tell us a little bit about that, Ange?
0: Yeah, sure. So I've got quite a lot of um, thoughts on the whole aspect of clarity. Clarity really became, I guess, really solid for me as an issue, I'm going to call it an issue, Mm. uh, for practitioners when I started the actual one-on-one coaching with practitioners. So, you know, one of the first things you do when you go see a coach is they ask you, where do you want to be? What do you want? What, what's in the future for you? So you identify where you are now and where you want to go, where you want to be. And that where you want to be, where do you want to be in 12 months is a really, really hard question for a lot of people to answer. Mm. Uh, Or where do you want to be in six months? So, you know, we're at a six month mark. We know if you're there in six months, we know we're on track to get you to where you want to be at 12 months. It's like, I just want to be (laughs) a little bit less than where I was at the 12 months, you know, and and just getting that, what do you actually want? Uh, And so I know that in my early days of coaching, is that we'd end up with a list, you know, this is what I want and this is is how it's got to be and it's got to be smart goals. You've got to have these smart goals and, you know, you work towards your goals, which is great. You do have to have something that is measurable, absolutely. Um, But then you end up with a big long to-do list and there's no fun in just having to do a to-do list every day at all. And what I've come to realise over time now with one-on-one coaching, it's the, the what do you want, that clarity, is what gets you out of bed in the morning you know and and where are you now? Where do you want to be what what that should actually really make you excited? that mm-hmm. clarity on where you want to go really needs to to be the thing that drives you on a, on a regular basis so it's not a to do list you you're not kicking yourself to get there you're actually drawn there mm-hmm. you know you wake up the the movement in that direction is is really quite powerful what, and um, so, what,
1: can I, can on. I hold on a point just a moment there too? because I see so many people, when I ask them where they want to be in whatever time frame, they're really great at telling me what they don't want. I don't want this, I don't, I don't want that, I don't want this. And In fact, let me say other people, I'm really great at that. Um, making a decision in around what I do want, um, in the past I've had some real difficulties with, I'll kind of share how I got over there too, but how do you, like, if you're having that conversation with people, um, How do you move them into making a commitment of saying, this is where I'd like to be in six months or 12 months? How do we get towards that?
0: Mm, um, I think the first thing really is a lot of the time you've got to talk it out. Mm. A lot of the time, particularly for women. And I I have found that it's sometimes easier for men to have that clarity than it does for women. It might just be a man-brain-girl-brain difference. Mm. Um, I don't want to stereotype, but I do find Mm. that that, a tendency, um, but sometimes just talking that process through and working out. Well, you know, what do you want to be? Well, why do you actually want that? So going back into the why. So uh, if somebody expects that of you if, or for you feel that you're obliged to do that, then that's not really where you want to be. That's not really clarity in that aspect of it. Um, and so, what I do with uh, my coaching is I work on values. Mm-hmm. so i give them a value sheet go away work out your values because a lot of people don't even know what your values are do you know it's like what are your values are oh, my values they are other family and friends and having money and It's like, well what about the family what do you want to do with the family you know mm-hmm. you can have family what is but that's just family is not really a value yep. what do you want to do with that family what do you stand for with family how will you back your family same thing with friends you know spending time with my friends is a is a value or well, is it quality time with your friends? Is it quantity time with your friends? Is it um, building each other up? Is it sounding blocks? You know, so the values are more intricate than than just overall titles, if you like. Um, and so working out the values in fine detail, What what's really important to you? Uh, for example, I just got off a coaching call before we started here and, you know, we've really instilled with my client that, community you know her number one and number one value is community so anything that she wants to gain clarity you know anything that she wants to go to her goals need to be around community so that's developing that clarity so um if, if it's not within your values it's the, the end goal isn't going to be fun or it's probably not going to be something you'll achieve either
1: yeah and then so do you have a process or something that you know our listeners wanted to kind of get some clarity in around their values um how would they go about that
0: so i think there's a lot of tools online as a just as a quick easy way to go what what do you what do you actually want as far as your values go there's books and um there's a you know a lot of resources that are out there as far as identifying your values um coaching is, is a good way of working out your values as well. Um, I actually love, one of the things, actually, show and tell. Um, <laughs> kind of give it, this is why you should
1: be watching the video version, not just listening, okay? So oh, yeah, head on and watch the video. So
0: what, it's a series of journals that are written by a girl that actually did coaching with me, um, Daily Greatness journals. And I know of those, yes. Daily Greatness. So daily, she does it. I'm holding this one up because I live by it. This has been one of the best things for me to get clarity. So it's a journaling process and it's, it's more than just waking up and doing a journal. There's a whole lot of tasks, tasks that go at the front. (coughs) Excuse me. Clarity on like helps you to set clarity on what do you, what's, what's, what do you, what do you want to achieve in your health? What do you want to achieve in your family? What do you want to achieve financially? What do you want to achieve on a spiritual goal? Um, and it's not a to-do list. It's just like, where do you want to be? How do you want to feel mm. when, when you're in that place? Yes. Um, and she also has, which I will get around to starting, I haven't started this one yet, but she has a business planner. Yeah. Oh, is that on? Oh, yeah, I can see that. yeah, I can <clears> see <throat> that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, yes, so there's a business planner as well. So effectively what you are doing is you're going through writing out, you know, you've got, just try and find you identifying your vision, identifying your mission, what's important to you, where do you want to go, and sometimes it's just a real process of writing to get yes. clarity, yeah. Um, on what it is, um, and so actually finding that clarity in the first place is the first step in the challenge, mm. um, and I think also one of the things that I find quite useful is asking the question so when you okay let's just say a business owner. I want to be a successful business owner. I want to mm. run my practice uh, smoothly. I want to be proud of what I have. I want to get home at the end of the day and uh, know that I've done a great job and that I've helped a lot of people. Mm. Then who do you need to be? Who do you need to be to be that person? Mm. So, you know, the, the whole thing with personal growth and development is, is moving yourself from where you are now to being a better version of yourself Yes. consistently. And when you identify where you want to be, then you can identify how you need to be to turn up. So part of clarity is being that person every day that you need to be to turn up to achieve those results that you want as well.
1: Yeah, I love that concept. I've struggled um, with any kind of long-term vision. And it wasn't all that long ago, I had a couple of breakthroughs with it that I wanted. this might be helpful for our listeners there too. One of my values, certainly my top three is freedom. And so the moment I articulate a plan in around six or 12 months, then it removes a level of freedom for me. And, uh, and so that was, that's some of the contradiction that comes to me. But what I realized is, is this, about a decade ago, or so ago, um, I realized that I could set a vision and I could change it. I could set a plan and I could change it. And that all of a sudden was like a weight off my shoulders to say, okay, look, you know what? I think over this next 12 months, I would like to have a practice that's doing A, B, C or D. And the great thing is I don't go straight from where I am now to where that practice is in 12 months. time. I I had a goal early on in my practice about the volume of people I wanted to see and how I wanted to go about it. And I got two thirds of the way there and went, oh no, this is my sweet spot here. I actually don't want to see any more people. I already feel busy enough. This is done to get stressful for me. I like the way that I'm doing it. I don't want to work any more hours. But I'm a slow learner with that. So, and it took me time to realize that. But when I share that story with people, it often gives them a sense of shoulder stop, like, ah, oh, like give it a go. Like, so maybe you decide that you want to just work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And might, that might work for you, might not. But you'll, you'll never know unless you actually put something out there to kind of begin with. And I like that idea of I've never thought about taking that vision and then having it kind of just making sure it kind of fits in, fixes, it matches in with my values also. So, yeah, some of my thoughts.
0: Mm. So if, if one of your biggest values is freedom, then how would that help you to have clarity around what you want to achieve?
1: Yeah, so it's moved me into, uh, so it, it was part of the drive that moves me a lot of work out of my practice and one-on-one with patients into the audio media work that I do there as well. So I have to, you know, at different times when I'm making decisions in around how I want to serve my community in the future, I have to check in with regards to, sometimes I have these lovely fantasies of setting up this amazing office studio workspace. um, And, you know, I, I know what it would look like and all the cool places and stuff like that too. And then I go, well, actually, that doesn't buy into freedom that i want so now i kind of am able to kind of run it back through that with my needs in terms of wh- what do i want to invest into those kind of things and so i, I I'm, I'm able to kind of do it with regards to that and i'm also now have this idea of i'm totally okay for changing things along the way and i've got to check in with myself that this is not me um trying to get out of things that are difficult. I quite like difficult things there too. But there, there are times I would be tempted to go, oh, no, I'll use freedom as an excuse for why I don't want to continue doing this. So, so I will create a new product that I think will serve my community. I will start it for a while. I'll promote it for a while and then I'll get a bit bored of it. And then I'll tell myself <laughs> it's my creative freedom side of things that means I want to start another one. It's not. It's not that at all. It's, it's that I need to go more deep and narrow and all that kind of stuff there too. And sometimes, so I'm more aware of those things. They still catch me and trip me up on a daily yeah. basis, but at least having some level of awareness around, um, you know, my values with regards to kind of just being aware of that and not letting me kind of use that as an excuse as how it's, it's, it's helped me. Mm.
0: Um, I would want to ask you if you, if you, Freedom is one of your values. Then, freedom to do what? So it's it's good to know you want freedom. Great but question. Why that freedom to do what?
1: Yeah. So the freedom for me is in freedom of choice, um, and particularly if we put it in around work, for instance. So if I put that umbrella on there too, it's really to work when I want, how I want, and with whom I want. So it's those kind of things there. So where I can, um, and so for instance, the the area where some of that gets challenged for me in practice is that if I'm going to be adjusting somebody, then, you know, I I need to have the right equipment around. We need to work at a place where that kind of happens. It takes a couple of those. We have to kind of agree on a time, you know, I'll see you there at quarter past one or that's when your appointment is. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm still in practice, you know, 15 hours a week. So I'm still doing that kind of stuff there too. But the, you know, this morning I was, I wanted to be up and working at 6am um, and tomorrow morning I might not want to, I probably will, but it'll be that want there that I, there that is is what's important for me. So it's that freedoms in around location, timing and with whom I work are the, are the key things that was where freedom kind of shows up for me.
0: Mm. Mm. So that's that. Then is where that ties into your values coming into a deeper level. So yes. we often go, oh, "I want freedom." so "Freedom from what?" You know. And I, I have very when you're saying to work where I want, when I want. We well, didn't. You didn't say where you want to work, when you want, with whom you want, and how you want. I think it was. Yeah. uh my, mine is very similar. You know, financial freedom, time freedom. You know, so that I can live my life on my terms. Yes. I always say I'm building a life that I don't need a vacation from. Yes. That's the plan. So, you know, where where is that when it comes back to the clarity side of the conversation? Why is clarity important is you know, so this is really sort of talking about this because it's it's realizations that have come over time. Mm. You know, it's it's back in back in college days, they used to ask, Where do you want to be in three years? Where do you want to be in five years? Write those plans. I had no idea idea 10 years ago if you asked me I still had no idea where I wanted to be at that time but now yeah. if you ask me I'm really clear on that it's taken it's taken a long time and a lot of work to get there but the purpose of the clarity for me is to save yourself all that regret and wasted time wasted money wasted energy wasted everything you get to have you ever had let me ask you this question have you ever got to the end of a year Sorry, I'm taking over your podcast. No, I? I
1: love it. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm in a free coaching session here, so I'm up for it.
0: <laughs> I'm not trying to coach you. This is the whole have idea. It's to- all
1: about you anyway, Ange, so just keep on going. So <laughs> I'm happy to expose all of my flaws and uh, insecurities, so let's just dig
0: in. Oh, no, we've got them all. We've all got them. Um, it, you know, have you ever got to the end of the year and felt you've done nothing? Like what, what happened this year? Where, you know, what have I achieved this year? I haven't achieved anything. Where in actual fact, you probably did. Mm. probably a lot it's just that you didn't you didn't identify your goals you did not get clarity on what you wanted and so instead of going for direct directly where you wanted to go you meandered and you got sidetracked with other things i want to do this for a bit we'll that for a bit and then you get to the end of the year and you feel like you've done nothing because you actually didn't identify what you wanted to do mm. so there's still something boiling away on the inside that didn't get satisfied.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um are, are you aware of any of um strategic coach Dan Sullivan? Are you aware of Dan? I I am
0: aware of him, but I haven't done any work with him. So
1: Dan has a um he has a little book if if people are interested in this called The Question. And I'll paraphrase the question, but the question goes like this. If you and I were having a conversation 3 years from now and we're looking back, what would need to have happened in your life both professionally and personally? for you to feel happy about the progress. And when I read that, it, it, it freed me up and I was able to go stream of thoughts writing because it tricked me into writing what my goals would be, all those kind of things. And there's another process. If anybody's interested in any of the positive psychology work, if you did a search for appreciative inquiry. Uh, so there are big big companies around the world that are doing this same process and they kind of go about the same way they, they their framework into it and just this concept of if you were to kind of it's not wake from a coma but if you were asleep for three years and you'd wake up and everything was going fantastically in your business what would need to have happened over those three years um something like that again that's it, it, they articulate it in much more clarity than what i did but those two processes so dan sullivan's a little book called The Question, I think it is, and Appreciative Inquiry mm-hmm. um, are two great ways that have been helpful for me to kind of backdoor into this part of my brain to get some clarity in around what I want. It helped me identify freedom. It's what helped me to move and transition over this last kind of decade um, also. Um, once somebody has started to get some clarity, values in around um, what their values are what a future might look like you talked about before the dreaded to-do list versus being able to jump out of bed with a level of enthusiasm as well how do we differentiate between I love the life that I'm living into but I still have a to-do list and sometimes it does feel a little bit dreaded um are there is there a way that I can is that just part of the gig I think it's part of the
0: gig yeah I just do think it is part there is always the dreaded to-do list, but it's a lot more bearable when you know it's going to get you to where you want to be at the end. Um, you know, it's it's, um, it's, in, it's inevitable. Um, and, and a system that I really love is, is, and actually I'll backtrack to that, but several years ago I um, met this absolutely inspirational uh, man in New Zealand and he used to talk about, how he would work on his 90 day plans, 90 day schedules, and he'd constantly work to these 90 day schedules. And at the end of 90 days, he'd review that. And what did he have to do the next 90 days? And then the next 90 days. And he was a phenomenal achiever. And I always, you know, I start looking to him as to, okay, how can I be more like that? You know, talking about what character do I need to be? How do, I need to, how do I need to turn up to achieve? And so I started working on these 90 day plans. And oh my God, it's so much easier
1: mm-hmm. so um,
0: that it's you know once you get the clarity once you get that clarity it's not always easy once you get the clarity then you've got those 90 day plans and that might seem overwhelming but it's actually not overwhelming um and it works you, you do you have one of those big 12 month year planners
1: i i'm not at the moment but i have had them in the past i know exactly what you're referring to yes
0: Yeah, I could not live my life, particularly working for Metagenics, without one of those year planners. So I knew where I was going at any stage. So you work out where do you want to be at the end of the year? What are the big things you need to achieve at the end of the year? And then simply break those down into four stages. What are the four things, what stages do they need to be at? And then, so that gives you the four quadrants of the year, the Uh four quarters of the year. And then, okay, at each quarter, what do you need to have achieved to make sure that it's moving forward? So you have your, you have your twelve months, yes, and then you break the four, and then you have your four, and then of course there are four weeks in a uh, sorry three months in, in a quarter. Yes. So you break those in three, and then you take that first third, and then you break that into four for the four weeks. Is it making sense? So Total. Far? I'm, then, I'm
1: with you. Yes. Yep.
0: What do you need to achieve in those? have got to have two days weekend, right? I'm claiming my weekends. Yes. So the process, when you go, oh, my God, it's so overwhelming, I've got so much to do, but when you actually break it down, all I have to do this week is this and all I have to do today is this. Great, mm-hmm. I've achieved that. Um, and I really love the idea of having a little meeting with yourself and that's what the journalist, it's my little meeting with myself, right. is that every day. This is what I, this is my three things I've got to achieve today. I get to the end of the day, okay? These are, I did them, and um, if the things that, if it didn't happen, why didn't it happen? So I need to troubleshoot that, so that becomes then um, an ability to be able to grow and to be able to find solutions at each time. And invariably, what happens in my life is things that didn't happen on that day for whatever reason go into the next day and then so I work that out or work out ways and if, if I keep finding blocks and troubleshoot you know f- keep finding blocks where things don't get achieved that's where I've got to go back in and go okay what is going on so it stops the overwhelm
1: yeah I love it and, and what what would happen from here on a daily basis you're moving towards your 12-month plan I've, yes I've got yeah. a question for 12. you if mm-hmm. if one of our listeners were to start this this weekend would they do their 12 months finishing at Christmas, in which case it's six and a bit months? Would they do 12 months from now? Do you just go 12 months? How do you, uh, this is part of my brain that sometimes like, oh, I'm going to do a quarterly plan, but should it go on the financial quarters? Should it go on the fiscal quarters? Um, how do you, what do you suggest with that?
0: What is it you want to achieve? So if it's, if your plan is something you want that you can do in six months, then make a six month plan. Mm. But the thing that happens at the, Quarterly, so that the ninety days, the thing that happens at the quarter, is you then are working out the quarter after that. So you've always got twelve months. Yeah. So where are we now? We're in June. So July, August. I have to count on my fingers. July, August, September. Yes. So in September, I'll review that, and then I'll have the next yeah. quarter going. So it yeah. keeps rolling, so that I don't. And the reason for that, initially, I thought it was a twelve months. And I finished twelve months. Oh, great! Let's. What's the next twelve months? Let's go. But then I just waste a month. While I'm mucking around trying to sort out where I want to be for the next, um, you know, the balls will drop. Mm. So, if I can just at night, okay, this is going nicely for that ninety days. Um, This is what I got for the next ninety days, and then I tack on another ninety days. Yeah, that's that's how I would envisage doing it. Um, And speaking to people who I know make this work, I'm pretty new to doing it this way, to be honest. Mm. Um, I'm still in my first 12 months of my 12 months, if that makes sense. Um, But I'm still pushing out the next 90 and pushing out the next 90. Um, And so the, the people who I see make this work really well do it that way. Yeah, got it. So that whole thing, you know, you see somebody do something really well that's successful, copy it.
1: Yeah, modelling's great, isn't it? so see let me see if i've got this right we we need to begin with getting some clarity around our values and what we might like our future to look like and if we threw out 12 months there if you're having some difficulty with that concept then just you know you can change along the way and then maybe a couple of resources we've talked about dan sullivan's the question the appreciative inquiry and then the daily greatness journals as well i'll I'll have links to all of these in the show notes too how much time should I set aside to do that first? Here's what I'd like my life to look like. Is it a a, a morning, an hour? Is it a day? What What do you think? What would be if someone's going to pencil this into their diary for phase one? What would you suggest they put aside?
0: Yeah. First question is how important is the rest of your life? Yeah. Um, I think. <laughs> I think. let say somewhere if between maximize...
1: really important and really, really important.
0: A day. I really think you need a day to actually s- sit with yourself. And like you said, you know, once you started journaling and you had that brain, just everything just flowed, that takes a little bit of time to get into. Um, and it requires a different part of your brain mm. to the brain that is in your office, mm. uh, the brain that's out with the kids, the brain that's you know, with your partner, Those it's a different part of your brain and, and very... Very rarely in society these days do we actually spend time with our hearts of our brain that think, well, mm. "What do I want? What do I want for me? You yeah. in our industry, we're all givers. You know yes. So you've got to come back in and, and do a little bit of OK, self-introspection, what would make me happy? What do I want to achieve? What's the legacy that I want to lead?" They're big questions. Huge. Um, the
1: most important.
0: And yeah, they are. They're really important, but it just, the end goal doesn't have to be massive either, you know, overthinking it. Um, to give you an example, so um, I mean, in, still in business startup, So I've been coaching for a long time. But you, you know, at some stage, you've got to actually put yourself out there, build a website, get your social media sort get your branding, get all of that side of things happening. And so my 12 month goal was that by the end of 12 months, I just wanted to make sure that I had my branding, my messaging, who I am, who I serve, clear. Mm-hmm. had that down as a very firm, very firm, um, platform. So from there, then I can launch into the next stage. So, um, that's all that, you know, it can be that simple. So is it, you know, what's your big thing you've got to do? So now all, all I'm focusing on every day when I'm working is what do I need to do to have all those platforms in place yeah. and get that happening? Beautiful. So it doesn't need to be massive. Yes to be something that will get you a launch pad to the next stage if that's all it happens to be.
1: Yeah, got it. So I guess our, you know, our, our listeners and audience there too will be one in two places. You'll either know what it will look like in 12 months' time and if you have, then okay. But And if you don't, then set that time apart. We've got some resources here. And then the next step would be kind of breaking that down into kind of, okay, if I want to be here in 12 months, where do I need to be in nine and then in six and then in three? And then come back to that three months, that 90 days and go, okay, where does that mean that I need to be at the end of month one and then the end of month two, when I've got some clarity in around the end of month one, I can then break that down to four weeks. And then that cycle then gives you, it means that each and every day that you're getting up and knowing that even if it's just one simple little thing that you're doing, moving towards your 12 month goal, which means you don't get to the end of the year and go, Oh my God, what did I do this year? Nothing. It's the, uh, it's the antidote for that, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and you get to celebrate. You know, yeah. go, Oh my god, fantastic year! I mean, twenty twenty probably uh, threw a lot of people out of the water. I think it's probably a good time. Maybe, hey, okay. can Did did were there things that occurred during lockdown? Did you have mm. a change of seeing the world in a different way? Mm. Have your have you maybe maybe people have really been able to get more clear on their values? Yeah. You know, when home with family maybe maybe you see the world in a different place it might be a good time to just have a rethink about what's important to you and where you want to be and it's not easy to get clarity um no the and the reason for it's not easy to get clarity is remember remember the saying is that um information is power and knowledge is power mm. yeah so it used to be knowledge was power and you know as practitioners we spend all this time working with our patients you've got to know this you've got to know that we work on education to empower them Um, and the people in the old timey days as my son calls it the old timey days that they if they could read if they had knowledge they had the power they had the upper hand these days we're reasonably well educated and, and there's so much information now. There's so much mm. knowledge coming in that now we're in a state of overwhelm mm. and we don't have clarity anymore. You don't, everything's coming in all the time from different, different sources. It's really hard to get clarity. Yeah. And I'd say now the, the new, the new uh, thing that we should live by now instead of knowledge is power is that clarity is power.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can buy that. I, you know, I'm fascinated by that whole concept of paradox of choice. And I think that's kind of what you've just sort of articulated. You know, because we have so many more options nowadays, is the more options are not actually bringing us joy at all. In fact, they're robbing us of joy and to, you know, to choose from things there too. I, I, I want to do my very best to encourage our listeners to, um, one, set some time aside, but two, um, just decide something Um, and with the complete freedom um, from me that that doesn't mean anything. So you can change at any stage. I I would ask you to ask yourself why you want to change, but check in because it may be, uh, because if you're changing because it's too hard, because just because we lay it out like those 12 months there too, doesn't mean that's going to be easy. But if you decide along the way that actually, no, I've missed something on my values. This is not where I want to go. Then you just set the plan again there too. So and do you have any other thoughts in terms of kind of just bringing this to full circle, um, to helping people at the end of this for them to set aside a day and to move forward? Do you need some action steps or things for them to think about hurdles they might reach?
0: the difficulties in setting that time? Is that what you're asking me? Well,
1: if, if at the end of this, someone's listening, I'm, I'm sure there are thousands of practitioners listening now who are super inspired by what you've shared with them and they're setting aside time this weekend, I'm sure, a day and they're going to get into this as well. I'm sure as they sit down with their beautiful journals and their fancy coloured pens and highlighters and uh, post-it notes and the likes, there are going to be some difficulties they're going to achieve, or come across throughout that day. What are those difficulties going to be and how do they move through those so they can get this kind of 12-month plan at least laid out on that day they've set aside?
0: Difficulties are going to be distractions, I yes. think, for a lot of people. You know, what can you do to minimize your distractions? Let, let your family know this is what you're doing. This is really important and you're doing it for you and for them um lock yourself away if you need to go somewhere that inside that you, that excites you you know if it's a possibility to see the park or the beach or somewhere that really you know just allows the thoughts to come in and and sometimes i do think that that the thoughts don't always come from us i sometimes think that we're the you know we're here for a purpose
1: mm-hmm. and
0: sometimes we need to be open to as a conduit for that inspiration to come to us so yeah. if you can be somewhere that allows you to be open allows that inspiration to you for you to catch it and write it down um you know what are you here on the earth for what have you got to create what have you got to do to serve what what's what's your what what do you feel is your driving purpose and then your goals need to be around that so just one big goal if it's you know if it's going to get you closer to where you need to go I like what you said just choose something mm. Uh I think if you choose something and you start on the process, if you're not 100% clear to start with, as you start going through the process, it will come. Yeah. Um, And there is a lot of good reasoning and thought behind, here's my goal, this is what I want to do, I've got my pen here, this is what I want to do, write it down and then write all the obstacles that might come in the way and then what your solution is going to be to that obstacle. Mm. So, um, you know, for me, for example, I've got to build a website. Well, I've gone through probably three different options as to how I'm going to build it. Now, now I'm being brave and doing it myself. Yeah. You know, but I had to actually go through a troubleshooting process of this is not working for me. This is not the way it's I need it to go. So, like, uh, I need to learn the process anyway. So, you know, just finding what your solutions are going to be to the problems. Yeah. Um, so that when you hit the problem, it doesn't sideswipe you, and that you can keep keep going straight forward. So I think if you write, here's the big thing that I want, here's the overarching goal. Again, breaking it down into that process Mm. and just get started. And I love the fact that you can change. And that's Mm. one of the beauties of being human Yeah, is that you can change.
1: Yeah, beautiful thoughts. And as you mentioned beforehand too, and some of you, one of the ways to fast track this too, gang, is um, get some one-on-one support, like get some coaching. There's loads of people that do this, um, you know, and just one I'll have her show notes in the show notes links there too. But if if people do want to find you and want your help through this in helping get some clarity and build a business plan, a bit of a life plan that lets them have a life that they love as opposed to one that they dread, um, how do they go getting in contact with you? Where do they find you at this fancy new website of yours?
0: Yeah, that's an embarrassing question because it hasn't happened yet. has it? <laughs> um, I think it's really the easiest thing at the moment Yeah. Uh, is is my email. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Can you put that into the show notes? Damn right know. it'll be there.
1: Yes. Yep. So that'll be in the show notes. I
0: am, I, am Facebook, still, I am on Facebook, but I'm still haven't gone through the process of the branding and so brand alignment that's still all working at the moment, still early yeah. days. So it is Angela Carroll Coaching. Um, on Facebook, it's Angela Carroll.
1: And
0: yeah. website will be Angela Carroll Coaching. Yeah. Uh, but the email is Angela at AngelaCarrollCoaching.com.au.
1: Great. I'll have all those notes, all those uh, links in the show notes there as well. So Angela, thank you so much for uh, sharing with us today. I I feel like I could kind of talk around this whole concept of clarity forever because it's one of those things that's just so damn important to us Uh, making a decision around what we want. And then from then we can start to, you know, I talk about so many different marketing implementation strategies inside and on the podcast and things like that too, but they're all completely irrelevant. um, If you don't have clarity around where you want to go, Um, they're just vehicles to help you achieve your life. And if you're not sure what your life is first, then the vehicle is really kind of irrelevant. So on behalf of my audience, thank you so much for taking on this uh, incredibly tricky but uh, super important kind of topic there as well i can't wait to see your involvement as things kind of move forwards and hopefully kind of have another chat in the coming months um as yeah. you continue yeah. to learn and teach more
0: love that that would be fabulous and thank you and thank you everybody for listening in and uh wish you all the best this weekend when you get some clarity
1: Yeah, I can't wait to hear all about it. So, gang, I'll have all the show notes in there, all Angela's contact details of where you can reach out to her and follow her on the socials if you're wanting somebody to help you with this. As I mentioned at the beginning this too, this is not was this corner of section for Angela's New, but she's been helping practitioners for 16 years, 10,000 people that she's kind of helped there, and this is just an extension of the amazing work that she's done. So um, if this is what you're looking for, um, I've been watching Angela's stuff for ages and just see nothing but great stuff from her so Ange, have a fabulous morning thank you for sharing so generously with us today
0: You're more than
1: welcome i loved it see you soon if you enjoyed listening to this podcast you have to come and check out the community influencer program it's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and i'll work one-on-one with you to apply implement systematize and help guide you and your practice to the next level Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.